Yo, welcome to another episode of I'm Chris the Dime One Podcast, episode 18, season one. Did you guys miss me? Uh, I was trying, before we get into today's podcast, I first like to tell you guys what's been uh, happening behind the scenes, particularly with my podcast. Uh, I kind of wanted to jump out the gate and give, and give you guys a selection of different episodes you guys can gravitate to. Uh, and I felt like, uh, doing it like that, maybe you guys want me to upload that way, but, uh, nevertheless, I'm going to go to my original format on how I did this podcast and this podcast will come once a week on Thursdays, Thursday only today. I, I decided to, uh, you know, move it up one day for this week only. And then next week. Is business as usual every Thursday. Now, we're going to have a lot to talk about on this particular podcast. We're going to be talking about the fifth, the, the list that, uh, you know, a lot of people were upset about was the 50 greatest rappers of all time. We're going to review that list real fast, real quick. We're also going to be talking about what's transpiring and what's uh, what's going on with uh, Joe Button and Nicki Minaj and her accusations and we're going to get into that as well as antonio brown and his antics so nevertheless i'm chris the don one podcast is starting right now all right first thing i want to talk about is the 50 greatest rappers of all time okay that was trending on twitter uh i believe it was a couple of days ago a lot of people did not like this uh, list so everybody started to generate their own list uh ebro did this uh joe button uh talked about uh making his list but his is going to be the top 100 you know uh the breakfast club talked about it everybody in in social media particularly in the hip-hop community is picking apart this list and uh, I'm on that bandwagon. And there's like flaws in this list. You know, I felt I'm going to give uh, credit where credit due. You know, uh, this podcast created this list and it started trending on uh, on social media. So we have to give them their respect and their credit. But I felt like there's a lot of flaws in this list. And, you know, I feel like it was a nice try. But uh, I feel like this list shouldn't represent uh, everybody, particularly in the hip hop community. Uh, the one flaw I have with this list, and this list has several flaws, is the positioning of certain rappers. Okay, uh, you know, even though I'm a Tupac fan, even though I'm a Big Daddy Kane fan, even if I'm a KRS One fan, still. Uh, you know, I can uh, take my fan hat off and be very judgmental to a lot of these rappers. Okay, that that, that was in my era. Okay, I'm not gonna say they're the best of the best. Okay, first thing I have an issue with, uh, they got Hove number one. No surprise there. Uh, you know, Jay Z is going to be number one. He's gonna be in the top two or top three okay in that you know you know and if you got him any lower than that you really need to uh 
you know, uh, learn up on the hip hop culture. But I feel like Hove number one, no surprise there. And, you know, I kind of, you know, I can co-sign to that. But uh, they got Joe Button number three. And Joe Button number three is a head scratcher to me because, and don't get me wrong, Joe Button is a great rapper. He's a great battle rapper, okay? Uh, when you look at the majority of his content, that's what it is. Uh, he, had, You know, I know a lot of people, his claim to fame was Pump It Up. That was the, uh, you know, that was the nightclub anthem, sort of say. Everybody danced and jammed to it. But Joe Button also funneled a lot of other songs that go under the radar, okay? Because everyone perceives Joe Button as this one-hit wonder, okay? He could never eclipse Pump It Up, all right? You know, he never had a hit that big, okay? So, but... Nevertheless, he did come out with a lot of content that uh, should not go unnoticed, right? Uh, but his claim to fame is battle rapping, you know. But I feel like Joe Button really don't have enough material there uh, where he's talking about other uh, uh, other things that's that's going on in the world when he's talking about, uh, you know, and, 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 you know, he doesn't have a huge catalog of of a lot of those singles and a lot of those singles in my opinion applauded in the hip hop community and and for you to put Joe Button number third uh, the third best rapper of all time Joe Button and if you look at this so you mean to tell me Joe Button is a better rapper than Benny than Benny singles you think Joe Button is a better rapper than Tupac then uh, Notorious B.I.G., Kendrick Lamar, okay? Uh, you know, he, he's he's that nice, he's that better than a Coogee Rap, a Big Daddy Kane, a KRS-One, okay? So there's a lot of rappers I will put past Joe, even Eminem, uh, even though they have uh, uh, issues with one another still, when you look at Eminem's content compares to Joe Button's content, I think Eminem has a lot of a lot of things uh, and a lot of albums to prove that he should be a little bit higher than what you guys put on your list. Okay, I'm not saying he's the best rapper of all time, and Joe Button's better than Lil Wayne, Lil Weezy. Okay, so I, you know, that right there gnarled at me, and I felt like that was a political agenda. Legenda angle, okay, and I felt like that was something that uh, you know when they put this list together, they're clearly Joe Button fans, okay. So, but nevertheless, I had an issue uh, having Joe Button the third best rapper, and even Joe Button has an issue with it on on his podcast. You can go check it out for yourself, okay. So, um, another thing I had an issue with, uh, particularly about this. Um, particularly about this list is uh there's no dmx in this list okay uh you know despite dms trials and uh tribulations still you know we still have to honor him and put him on the list you know uh a lot of people don't really give dmx a lot of credit particularly when we lost not only tupac but then we lost uh you know notorious big and for like the past three or four years, there was like a huge void when those guys, God rest their souls, when they left the hip hop community, 
uh, R.I.P. to both of them. We that was a huge void that a lot of artists could not fill. Now, you know, you know, during that time frame, you know, we had, you know, people were talking about Will Smith and, you know, uh, Ja Rule was was blowing up. 50 Cent was blowing up. OK, uh, but, I, you know, and, uh, you know, uh, you know, with uh, with Ja Rule and uh, 50 Cent, uh, I, I, you know, I think they're, they're, they'll never surpass the work uh, that. Um, you know, uh, Tupac and Biggie done. Okay, they tried. You know, they 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 still gave us music, but it just wasn't the same. It just didn't have the same energy. Didn't have the same type of explosion when these guys were living on this planet, walking this earth. Okay, and blessing us with the lyrics and the songs that they blessed us with. Okay, so uh, I had a huge it, and DMX felt that void. You know, his first album, there was a lot of jewels on that album, okay? Uh, his uh, second and third album uh, uh, were, were, were good, too. But I felt like his first album kind of filled the void, you know, left, you know, from... And, and, and it, you know, got the... It got the hip-hop music back to where it it was uh, ultimately becoming. It became a running, it became a, a runaway train uh, when DMX came to the scene with his first album. Okay, so you know you don't have him uh, on your list. Highly questionable, in my opinion. You know Remy Ma should be on that list. All right, uh, MC Light should be on that list. Okay, uh, so that right there, I you know had a ha- had an issue with you know you know had had a you know I was gnawing at that you know you don't have DMX on this list and it's the top fifty greatest rappers of all time. DMX should be somewhere in the top fifty. I don't you know I'm not saying that he was the best, but he should have been in there. You know, uh, you know another thing I felt like a biggie. And uh, Tupac was was uh, positioned a little too low, in my opinion, uh, because if you checked out uh, and you do your research, you know I feel like and uh, uh, people and this is a slant. I feel like people, I, I think people get the wrong impression of Tupac. I think they get the thug life Tupac, the all eyes on me Tupac, the Machiavelli Tupac. And the other albums that generated from the Machiavelli era, and people judge Tupac's work from that. But a lot of people seem to forget Tupac was doing a lot of major uh, albums and a lot of uh, singles and a lot of content before All Eyes on Me. Uh, Brenda has a baby, Trap, When My Homies Call, I Get Around. Uh, you know, Tupac did a lot of amazing work in the in the hip-hop community and sometimes th- that type of work goes unnoticed okay um also you know i know a lot of people and to me what i'm about to say is gonna be a little controversial but to me uh before the ghostwriting uh, uh, accusations uh, and before, you know, Safari, uh, we don't know how much Safari helped on her pink, pink print, 
uh, project. But I felt like Nicki Minaj should have been mentioned. If if she's not only, if she's not going to be in the top fifty, she should have been mentioned. Okay, that just my opinion right there. You know, even though there's a lot of you know things that have been floating around about Nicki Minaj. Uh, a lot of people now saying that she's really her penmanship when it comes to lyrics are really not that great, and that's why she uh, gets you know help from people uh, when it comes to her lyrics. But I still feel like uh, I, I still feel like Nicki Minaj is least putting in the work uh, behind her lyrics. Okay, you know I, I still feel like a lot of those concepts are original concepts. Uh, particularly to a lot of her songs. Uh, now, when it comes to the hooks, when it comes to, uh, you know, when you go into the studio and then you start ad-libbing, and when it comes to studio things that you've been inspired with people that's been working in the booth with you, that's one thing. But I think originally a lot of her content, particularly her lyrical content, uh, I, I think it, it, it all comes from her, you know. But, uh, you know... You know, I can understand why you would not put her on the list. And if you're going to put Drake on the list and he was like 14, then why not Nicki Minaj? Okay. And to me, I think uh, uh, Drake was ranked too high. Okay. Even though he, he, you know, and just to set the record straight, Drake, uh, when you look at his work, he had done a lot of amazing singles, producing uh, albums, uh, you know, got all the awards, this, that, and the third. But I always said this on my YouTube channel, and I continue to say this even in my podcast that I feel like Drake, uh, you get the very best of Drake, uh, from uh, the studio when he's collaborating with other artists and, and other writers and, uh, uh, you know, you know, people that's working behind the scene. He gets inspiration when he's in the studio and he can just take someone's ideal and expand on top of it. And I think that's uh I think that's a good thing. Okay. Not a lot of people can be that talented to piece together different types of ideals from different types of perspectives. And I think Drake does that very, very well. However, uh, if you're going to put Drake in there and you only got him at 14 and you still couldn't figure out a way to put Nicki Minaj on there, you know, it's, I feel like that's kind of questionable right there. You know, if she's not going to be in the top 50, at least be mentioned. And uh, I think Drake was a little bit too high in my opinion. But other than that, uh, you know, and, and everybody's talking about this list and everybody's tearing this list apart. And I don't think, to be truthfully honest with you guys, I don't think you can make the, the perfect list where it's the perfect scripture for the hip hop community where nobody is going to be critiquing it or criticizing it. You know, I think uh, people are going to pick apart your list and they're and people are going to dislike how you position certain artists and, you know, me included. OK, uh, but, you know, I feel like there was a whole lot of obvious flaws with this list. I felt like this list was heavily agended. Uh, I felt like this list was like a fanboy type of list. Uh, basically, uh, you can tell uh, the people who made that were behind this list was, you know, like certain artists. And just because they like these certain artists, they position them a little too hot. Okay. That's just my opinion on that. But moving on real fast, real quick 
Nicki Minaj, Joe Button, uh, you know, they was on Queen Radio. They did a podcast there and they did a collabo, a collabo where, you know, they're going to do Nicki Minaj podcast and then Joe, then she was going to go do Joe Button's podcast. Clearly, Nicki Minaj was prepared. She had a lot of things she wanted to uh, ask Joe Button. And I give her credit preparation. Okay. And that separate, you know, that separate, uh, you know, the good from the bad, you know. And, you know, I think you should be prepared for questions. Okay. And it doesn't matter if you're the host or you're the guest. You should be prepared for what someone may ask you, okay? And clearly, I felt like Joe Button was not prepared for Nicki Minaj uh, podcast queen on Queen Radio. And he just took it like a blase, blase. I'm just going to go in, you know, uh, you know, do Joe Button, and that's it, okay? Because I think he underestimated Nicki Minaj. You know, this is a singer. You know, she's really not going to have a lot of questions for me. All she's going to do is promote uh, her projects or what she got coming down the road. That's pretty much it. You know, even though she feels like she's the host and and I'm the guest in actuality, I'm the host. She's the guest. She's promoting products. Blase, blase, quesara, quesara. And I felt like Joe Button uh, came in with that mindset and was completely uh, was completely uh, blown away by the questions by Nicki Minaj, uh, particularly the motorsport thing. And uh, I don't want to make this podcast any longer. You can go check it out for yourself. When he was on Everyday Struggle talking about the motor the motorsport of uh, the song, how he felt like uh, you know. Nicki Minaj was not included in, I mean, uh, Cardi B was not included in the original concept. It was the Migos and uh, Nicki Minaj. And that and at that particular time, uh, Cardi B was affiliated. Dang, I had his name in my mind. Now I don't forgot his goddamn name. That fast, that quick. And, you know, that was boyfriend, girlfriend. And uh, uh, I don't know why Joe Button came to with this angle that uh, Nicki Minaj did not know Cardi B was going to be on there. I felt like it was a uh, a, 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 a business type relationship where all three of them were going to uh, get, you know, whether it was going to get a lot of. Uh, publicity from this uh, this song, okay, and that's why this song is a classic, uh, and it, and it and it uh, sold a lot, and it, and a lot of people hit, a lot of people played this song because of the collaboration of Nicki Minaj, Cardi B, and the and the Amigos, okay. So, and this was going to be like the introduction of when the, the Migos were going to do their own solo projects. This was going to uh, add on top of Cardi B's success train with hit singles. And this was going to keep the longevity of Nicki Minaj. So this was a, uh, this was a, uh, a business type of scenario where everybody was going to get blessings from this song okay so joe button goes on and on talking about uh how uh nikki didn't know carter was going to be on the song and um uh, you know even dj academic talk about they heard different versions of the song and 
that should be no big deal to these guys because there have been plenty of songs that I have gotten in, on my hands where you know you know you, you hear the original concept of the song and then the next time you hear the song on the radio it's got a collaboration with somebody or uh, you hear the original song and then when it actually come out to the public it's it's been changed it's been docked it's been altered somewhat it's not the it's, it doesn't have the same concept than the original song okay so I didn't understand why um, I didn't understand why Joe Button and DJ Academics was hanging on those theories. But nevertheless, uh, and then Joe Button accused her of being a druggie. And uh, first, we're going to break all this down because I don't want to make this any longer because I got one more topic. Uh, I felt like Joe Button, this could have been easily... Uh, diffused on Queen Radio by just admitting that okay, she uh, that you probably got your information wrong about the motorsport thing, and you know you sometimes you have to be the bigger person. Sometimes you have to be the bigger person than the person who has the complaint, and you know that's going to make you look good on so many different folds, like on social media. Okay, Joe Button was the bigger person he admit that he was wrong on the motorsport and then people will decipher that as well he only reason why he did that was trying to diffuse the situation between Nicki minaj and joe button okay secondly i felt like joe button should apologize accusing her as a druggie basically planting this uh this information out to the masses to make people think that she lost control, she lost her edge, she's crazy, she's on drugs, okay? Uh, just because she popped a pill. And, you know, making it seem like she's hooked on drugs and making it seem like that she's crazy, delusional, and all that, okay? And I felt like that was the wrong approach and the wrong angle for Joe Button to use, okay? Because if you're gonna keep using that, to discredit people, then you shouldn't be offended when Eminem said that you uh, you have d- domestic issues. You took, you had a lot of problems with that, okay? And you felt like Eminem should have had your back because Eminem was in a lot of those situations himself personally, all right? So you took offense to that, okay? So you can't one, or you can't be one way when the the egg the, the egg the, the eggs on your face but be totally different another way okay if you want people to have your back and respect you and understand your issues and your problems then likewise you are going to have to do the same for others even if they're not your fans friendly fans friends or followers okay so Clearly, this interview, uh, you know, Joe Button didn't take it that serious. Nicki Minaj did, okay, and this was her way and uh, her way of getting getting at Joe Button, okay. And I always say this about people, you know, is you know, people when when they attack people, it's easy to attack someone a hundred thousand miles away. 
in your own studio and you don't have to uh, see that person face to face. It's another thing entirely when you keep that same energy and you talk about this person 100,000 miles away and then when you finally get to meet them, you still have that same energy. Not a lot of people are built that way. And I felt like Joe Button comes off as comes off as a troll sometimes when he was on everyday struggle he was he was trolling the new generation the new rappers that are out the Kendrick Lamars the the little yachties and the things of that nature and he was trolling these guys and then when little yachty came on everyday struggle you saw a different type of person you talk is you know you saw like you know Joe Button was somewhat defensive with little yachty and when he was interviewing little yachty he come he came off a little foolish and this is the reason why joe button does not like to do live interviews he likes situations where the the environment is controlled where it's not live because when it's controlled you can edit certain things uh when you're interviewing somebody that's not going to make it uh to the masses out there because joe button has this image of this rough, rugged guy who says what he wants to say. He pulls no punches. But in actuality, Joe is not built that way. Okay? And that's not to say Joe Button's weak, this, that, and the third. It's just the fact that Joe Button is just not built that way. Okay? So, that's it on that. I think I got like, an, like another six minutes. I kind of want to touch on the Antonio Brown antics. And this is a prime example of be careful what you wish for. Okay. When you talk about Antonio Bryant and uh, a, a lot of things in the with, with the Pittsburgh organization, when it was telling people right out the gate, when players who played alongside Antonio Bryant was telling you right out the gate, when Ben Roethlisberger was telling you right out the gate, the true Antonio Bryant, a lot of people were picking a part of the messengers and not the actual message. They started talking about uh, Ben Roethlisberger leadership, questionable his questionable leadership, which on the uh, uh, which you know Ben Roethlisberger do have a problem with that. He you know, but that's not the issue. And that's not the core of why him and Antonio Brown has issues, okay? When the offensive line was talking about Antonio Brown, a lot of people said, well, y'all shouldn't be talking about that man's money, okay? Once again, derailing the real issue, which has nothing to do with the issue itself. When Antonio Brown did the Facebook Live in the uh when they was uh in when they was in the uh training i mean when they was in their rooms in the back rooms uh that should show you guys what you get out of antonio brown he's an attention he he love he's attracted to attention okay and the reason why he's attracted to attention when he came into the league he wasn't the top pick okay he wasn't the top pick he had to work hard to get where he's at today. And he didn't get the sort off. He didn't get that attention when he was drafted to Pittsburgh. Okay. 
And some people will be happy and blessed to get an opportunity to play in the National Football League. Some people will be happy and blessed that the Pittsburgh Steelers believed in him. Okay? Some people will be satisfied with that, but not Antonio Bryant. Clearly, he wanted to be the number one pick. All right? And he worked his butt off. He worked his butt off. I give him credit for that to where he's at today. Okay? But... I, that's not the that's not the issue why people have problems with Antonio uh, Brown. The reason why people have problems with Antonio Brown is he's a magnet for attention. He self promotes a little bit too much uh, with the antics, with the cry, uh, with him burning his feet, uh, you know, uh, with the antics of the hot air balloon, with the antics of you know. Wanting to be the star on a reality show called Hard Knocks. He wants every episode to have, you know, to feature his antics. Okay. And now the helmet issue, which I did a, I did a quick uh, video on YouTube. You can go check it out for yourself. And uh, I told you guys clearly the timeline. Uh, he tried to make it a personal he tried to make it a race thing when he was arguing with the equipment manager going like, wait a minute, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers get to wear their old helmets. Why I can't wear my helmet? Trying to make it a racial issue when clearly they, all three of them had the opportunity to, and as well as other NFL players, had the opportunity to where they gave them a one-year delay where they can wear their old helmets for one more year. But then after that, that's it, okay? And this offseason, this training camp, Tom Brady is wearing a new helmet. Aaron Rodgers is wearing the new helmet. Everybody is wearing the new equipment, wearing the new helmet, except uh, Antonio Brown, okay? And then he, makes a, he pulls a stunt like this, he pulls is is he makes it a me thing. He makes it a they're out to get me type of thing. And now he even threatened to quit football, which I thought was complete uh, bogus. I didn't, uh, you know, I knew he was not going to quit football. It was another publicity stunt. And now after his appeal got denied, which you know, smarter people in the room knows it was going to get uh, uh it, it was going to get denied. Now he's saying he's going to have to wear the helmet. All right. So he never was going to quit football because once again, he thought that he was bigger and he always had this ego about himself. He always thought he was bigger than the coach. He was always he always thought he was bigger than the team. And now he thought he was bigger than the league. The league moves on with or without you. They have too many stars they can promote, okay? So it's not the fact that the league needs you. You need the league, okay? So I knew he was not going to retire. He's got two years of guaranteed money. The Raiders are stuck with him for two years. And they're already having buyer's remorse about uh, trading him to the Raiders anyway. And it's not going to be that long where when they actually play the games, when the games really do matter, he's going to really miss how uh, Ben Roethlisberger can ab-lib and extend the play to allow him to get open uh, 
to to allow him to get open for him to throw the ball to to A B. And David Carr is not that type of animal. He's not that type of quarterback. And there's going to be growing pains along the way, you know. And you know, and um, don't be surprised when David Carr, uh, you know, he's already practicing with the other receivers, the other tight ends, the other running backs. So he's got chemistry. He's got he done built up a lot of chemistry with everyone else on the offense. Hasn't really built a lot of chemistry with Antonio, um, uh, you know, Brown. I want to say Brian Brown because of him missing a lot of time. Uh, on the practice field because of his feet and because of him uh, holding out over a helmet, which was a safety concern. Okay, uh, the NFL put uh, put in like sixty million dollars to have better uh, equipment for head injuries. So they're really looking out for you, your best interest. Okay, your family's best interest. But he took it. Uh, he took it a notch. Uh, he took it to another notch, to another level. All right. So the Raiders are already having buyer's remorse. Uh, it would not surprise me after the two years of guaranteed money that uh, they're going to probably get from under this contract. And depending on if he's going to act the fool again this year, he's not going to be happy this year with David Card. Trust me, there's going to be growing pains along the way when the games really do mean, when they really do matter. Uh, and when he's accustomed to winning when he was accustomed to winning in Pittsburgh, always going to the playoffs, he's not going to be accustomed to a team trying to figure out its way. And what if they don't make the playoffs or don't have a successful season? You see how he blew up in Pittsburgh when they almost did not make the playoffs. Okay. Uh, Now he's with the Los Angeles uh, Raiders. I don't see a scenario where they're going to be playoffs favorites. I think they got a lot of growing pain. They got, they're going to have a lot of, uh, they got a lot of new players in there. They're going to have to adjust. They're going to have to adjust to John Gruden and his, uh, uh, play style, his playing scheme. John Gruden is going to have to uh, please Antonio Brown as, as well as the rest of the roster. And I just see a lot of problems down the road with him. He's not going to be happy. And this is a prime example of the grass is not always greener on the other side. And a lot of people, uh, you know, when they uh, quit other jobs, go to new jobs and the magic just isn't there. Or when players want to be traded to other teams and the, and the same success that they had on the old team, they don't have it with their new team. The grass is never greener on the other side. And uh, he may not uh, now or two years from now, maybe when he's retired from football, but eventually he's going to come to a point where he's going to say, damn, if I had to do it all over again, I probably would not have uh, orchestrated to me moving out of Pittsburgh. Okay. Well, that's all I got for today's podcast. This is a long banker right here. I had a lot of stuff to say. Guys, tell me what you think. Applaud, favor this podcast, support this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. I will be back next week better than ever with more topics at the disposal. Um, It's your boy and I'm out.